Blog Talk Radio. Because I heard a lot about love. And one thing that I know is it's not because of the lack of love that we're not able to feed our children. It's not because of the lack of love that we are able to house people. It's not the lack of love that we are unable to um, uh, uh, save people from dying because they don't have health care. It's not because of lack of love um, that uh, you were able to finish college because you got help with child care. Love has nothing to do with this. And if you want to bring love into this, you got to bring radical love. Because radical love means that we radically love every single person right. within our communities to make sure that we are providing for them the basic right as humans. That's what love is. And that's the godly thing to do. You can't pray for your children to be fed so you're not crying because they're crying and they can't go to bed. You cannot pray for your medical bills to disappear. You cannot pray for the mold to stop poisoning your children in the classrooms. The other thing that frustrates me is people who have experienced poverty, who have gotten the straps for their bootstraps, <laughs> who sit and talk about how we shouldn't do anything for the next person. Oh. See, as someone who knows severe poverty, I lived in a refugee camp on the floor, no water, nothing. And I hear somebody say, here in the United States, they're fine with their grandparents not having running water? And that's supposed to be okay? We don't get to have those kind of conversations. The conversations we get to have is how we are responsible for fully funding our schools so all of our children have the opportunity we have as we sit in this room. We get to talk about the kind of opportunities we have as government to make sure health care is provided to everybody so that we don't have people dying in the United States because they can't afford insulin. The conversation we get to have is making sure that there are no children no children going to sleep hungry or being shamed in classrooms and in lunch rooms because their families don't have enough money to pay for their lunch. The conversation we get to have about the kind of poverty we have in this country is the kind of poverty that says it is okay for us to take photo pictures with veterans and be okay with the fact that they're sleeping on the streets here in the United States. So as an immigrant, as someone who came to this country, hearing about American exceptionalism and prosperity, I am appalled that we get to sit here and have conversations as Americans about being the most charitable country in the world, and not being charitable enough to house our homeless, feed our children, care for our veterans. What is charitable about that? Uh. So I ask you, the kind of system 
automatic barriers that exist in prosperity. That's the conversation we should be having. That was by our United States Representative Elon Omar, and she was speaking at a budget committee meeting uh, dealing with um, uh, the schools and the funding um, for free lunches. Good morning, and thank you all for tuning in to the Holy Spirit Blog Talk Radio Show. I'm your host, Minister G.R. Harden, and I certainly thank you all for tuning in. And I um, want to bring this show to you uh, this morning, uh, the show that I, I titled uh, From Canceling Free Lunches to the Continued Mass Killings, uh, It's Time uh, to Homeschool. Well, here we go again to the third mass shooting within 15 days, and yes, all by white privileged males who have nothing to lose. All of the senseless killings falls on the eve of the back to school for millions of children this Monday across the U.S. And while speaking of schools, many of our children may not be able to have access to a free lunch in school because of government restrictions, and yet uh, recently President Trump, and we'll discuss this a bit later, he's cutting the welfare the welfare uh, off for 3 million families across the U.S., and that's going to be happening in a matter of a few months by the end of the year. So this country's in a mess, man. It's in a mess, and it's all because of fear and hatred and greed and perversion, evil. And we will, and we want to deal with it today uh, on this uh, morning show. So as we know, we, we, we've had, uh, as I said, um, a killing in the in the last 15 hours. That is, um, we had the God Festival, the food the food uh, thing that happened last weekend, and lo and behold, uh, within a 15 hour span. We had the mass killing in El Paso, Texas, um, population of 600, over 600 plus thousand people, and 80 percent of them are, are, are of, of Latin descent, primarily Mexicans. And then we had the um, one later on, a few hours later, uh, in uh, Dayton, I believe Dayton, Ohio, another mass shooting uh, that occurred. And again, like I say, this is all on the eve of uh, back to school. And now all of these dysfunctional white kids who are spoiled and privileged and are frustrated because to them life is hard. This has given them great motivation now to enter those schools. I guarantee it's going to happen. Probably within the month of August and or September, it's going to happen sooner than later. That you're going to have a few mass shootings at, at, at uh, private, public, and charter schools. <coughs> in the next several weeks or months. And we're going to sit here, and again, innocent lives are being murdered and slaughtered babies. And all the president has to say is that, oh, it was mental illness. <laughs> it was uh, mental illness of some, of some sort. And what am I saying that is? That all of a sudden, 
when it comes to when it comes to the plight of a, of a white child, a white kid. Uh, these are white white men, eighteen and up. There's always, uh, you know, not being called a terrorist or a thug, as people from the Middle East are called the terrorists, and the black people are called thugs, and the white men are called mental issues. There's a war out on this on, on people of color, particularly black folks, and it's not a game. And we no longer have time to sit back and hope things work for the best and so on and so forth. It's not a game, people. Not a game. I was looking at this article that was written that was written. And um it was talking about the free Richmond schools. There were schools in Richmond. Uh, Richmond, Virginia, that is, that um, says free Richmond County schools lose free lunch. This article came out a few weeks ago. And it talks about the students at Freedom Park School and John S. Davidson Magnet School and C.T. and C.T. Walker. A traditional magnet school will have to pay for their lunches this year or bring food from home. So students at free Richmond County School will no longer automatically receive free lunch. And the Board of Education decided on Monday. And until Monday, all schools were covered by the community eligibility provision, which allowed, allowed students to eat meals at no cost. And the Richmond County School Nutrition Department covers the cost of meals and has reimbursed $3.39 for lunch and $2.41 for breakfast and $0.39, and, and $39 for lunch and $0.31 for breakfast for students who pay for their meals. A decision to remove Freedom Park School and John S. Davidson Magnet School and C.T. Walker Traditional Magnet School came after the state determined Thursday that a lower percentage of students are directly certified to receive free meals in the county. The students are directly certified in their families as part of a of the Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program or Temporary Assistance for Needy Families. And while recertification of schools typically occur every four years, the process must occur every year that a new school is open. And with the opening of Richmond Hill K-8 on August 6th, the state looked at the number of students who received SNAP or TANF to create a claiming, a claiming percentage. And that percentage is the amount that schools receive full reimbursement for free meals served. And it says here, uh, our School nutrition workers go through and look at our enrollment of students, and they compare that to students that are in the school district, and we can look at their addresses, and we can look in the system and see, does that household qualify for SNAP or uh, TANF, said Bobby Smith, the school system chief financial officer. He said the district percentage of certified students dropped from 96.38% in 2019 to 90.73% for the upcoming school year. The board attributes the decrease to changing economic demographics. 
and it said the change prompted the board to decide whether all students would continue to receive free lunch or free meals at additional cost to school nutrition programs or whether the three schools with the lowest percentage of certified students would be removed. And those three lowest schools are Freedom Park at 6.4%, Davidson at 12.7%, and C.T. Walker at 29.38%. Continuing to give all students free meals, uh, but we decreased federal reimbursement would cause the school nutrition program to lose about $995,000, they claim it. And the board would have to amend the budget and raise the mileage rate to cover the cost. So amazing, man. And, and this thing goes a little bit further. I don't, I don't want to read the whole thing because it's, it's a bunch of rhetoric, what it is. And they're finding ways and they're claiming that uh, there was an increase in, in job economics uh, that that um, that um, they cut they cut out those three major schools. You're talking roughly over 1,200, 1,500 students. I'm talking combined out of those three schools, and yet they didn't investigate if those parents themselves got those jobs. <laughs> Even if it was a job increase in, in, in those areas, doesn't mean that those parents got those jobs. a game. It's a ridiculous game. And again, another article came out just last week and from the um, Black United uh, site, and it came out July 27th, and it says our children are under attack, but it says, what are we going to do about it? One thing that we have this, uh, this dilemma with the, with the mass shootings and and again, uh, the, the, the uh, politicians and government, they ain't doing a damn thing about it. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll lower the flag, half staff, and, and, and so on and so forth, but they're still going to allow militia groups to have social media pages, the Klan walking around freely. Even in Germany, you can't go around as a skinhead or a Nazi. That's a crime. They'll lock your ass up if you're, spewing, if you're spewing hatred in Germany. You can be racist as you want to be. But there's a penalty for that. But here in the United States, they'll, they'll claim, they claim freedom of speech. But mess around and say something about a, a Jewish person, a white person on, on, on social media, and see how either Twitter, Instagram, Facebook will ban your ass. Just say something about a white man or a Jewish man or gays. Watch how fast they ban your ass. So amazing. They got some schools, man, that they have a they have a they have photographs that shows how young girls can wear their hair. <laughs> you know, they're discriminating against their hair. And many schools across New York, mind you, schools in the hood, don't want girls to wear, to wear braids. They have dreads, they have locks, even afros. Instead of worrying about their damn schooling, they're more concerned about what their damn hair looks like. This is warfare, people. Not a game. And it's all to mess with your psyche. They're trying to throw you off off your square. 
because they really want to wage a race war. And they're trying every button to push to get this thing popping. And why? They dying off. Bill Gates is spending billions of dollars to, to, to build this machine that blocks the sun because the sun is, is about to affect the white race, the white population, to the point where it's killing them off. They're going to be dying. They're dying already in Europe. The opioid crisis is an international epidemic. It's not just in the U.S. It's international. That's the universe speaking. That's God speaking. They ain't got nothing to do with black folk. Don't get mad at us. You came here as a people, and in since your existence, you created nothing but pure hell on this earth. Everywhere you go, you 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 must have a war. So amazing. So this article talks about our children are under attack and what are we going to do about it? And it says here, if we send our kids to school to be taught by people who hate us, people who choose not to see us as human beings, and yet our children are being abused half the time we don't even know about it. We need to build our own schools or homeschool our children. We also have to be willing to stop accepting being just as an employee. Then we can afford to homeschool our children. Uh, these are thousands of incidents, but I'll just list a few. Michigan teacher reportedly violently dragged a black sixth grader out of his seat after he declined to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. That's in Michigan. A deputy in South Carolina high school reportedly flipped a black female student to the floor and dragged her across the classroom after she refused to surrender her cell phone. The deputy was cleared of all charges and now had had that had 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 that been a, a black deputy and a white student, and we all know what the outcome would have been. And when they're when they're of color, violence is always the first op- option, versus when they're white, it's the last. In Milwaukee, a teacher reportedly punishes a first grade black girl for playing with her own hair by cutting it. The district attorney's office decided not to file criminal charges. The police issued the teachers teacher a $175 ticket for disorderly conduct. And again, it had had it been a black teacher and a white student, different outcome. How about in the Bronx? A teacher reportedly picked three of the black students in her classroom and told them to lie on the floor to see how it was to be a slave. And then she put her foot on them and asked them, how does it feel? Our children are also being mistreated, miseducated, brainwashed to believe lies and false truth. Unfortunately, the same ones that were passed down to us. It's time to break the cycle, man. And we have to be willing and open to do our own research facing the sad truth that we've been misled and lied to. And that's the only way we can break the cycle. We have to know our worth and make sure that our children know their worth. We as a people have become accustomed to and have accepted working for others as though as though that's our only option. We need to create our own businesses and other culture other cultures employ their children and, and, and later pass their, their accomplish down to them, which give them a head start in life. We need to do the same thing. We need to be African American business owners and we need to go from employee to employer. Black businesses matter. It's time we stop working 
working for others and build our own legacy so our children can have a future in a world that's not able, that's not made for them. Wonderful article, man, um, by this author, by this writer, trying to find out who wrote these things. Powerful, powerful writing, man. It really is. Um, and um, it, 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 it just says Blacks United. It didn't list the name of the writer of this of this piece, man. But but it's just so amazing how over and over again we're seeing this thing, man, and how and um, how time and time again uh, these situations are are recurring. Uh, with our children uh, de- dealing with um, uh, preschool to prison pipeline, that it, that is so amazing, man. And um, thank God, I think in New York and California, uh, Black United also published this article dealing with New York and California passed a hair discrimination law, and it says new guidelines set by New York Commission on Human Rights in California Senate now. Now state that the targeting of people based on their hair and hairstyles at work, school, or in public spaces will now be considered racial discrimination, and um, that's a good thing. But but but, but lo, lo and behold, um, we 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 have a, a serious problem, man, a, a, ser- a serious problem uh, in this country. Uh, uh, dealing with all all this all this um, foolishness that's been that's been taking place around the globe, and really the the, the question really is, man, it's time. It's not is it time any longer? It is time. It's time that we um, we homeschool these kids because. With all these so-called celebrities, you love Jay Z, Beyonce, and Kanye, and whoever else, Nicki Minaj. We don't we don't have any African-centered schools nowhere. So amazing. I'm gonna read this quick article. Well, before we read this article dealing with Trump, I'm gonna play this insert uh, from uh, what's walking through the show. Uh, this uh, I think last Wednesday, I mean last Friday. He had, he had Dr. DeForest Suarez on there, and he was talking about the foster care and the system and, and how that works. And, and, and one thing I want you to know about the foster care is that the majority, more than 60% or more of our, our, our young men and women that are in jail came out of foster, foster homes. And, and this, this is a quiet, uh, quiet but kept, Thing that I didn't even know about. So many of them came out of foster care that are in prisons and jails throughout the um, throughout the country, and that and that um, this 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 um, pastor out of um, New Jersey, uh, Doctor DeForest Suarez, uh, he's doing some wonderful things along with several other churches. I think thirty nine other churches that that are adopting young uh, uh, black boys and black girls out of foster care and and and. Uh, Getting them uh, um, uh, counseling and, and, and all the uh, necessities that, that they need uh, for survival, because we know with foster care, man, that's brutal. 
my God, I mean, the, the amount of uh, things that goes on in foster care and the neglect is, is, is traumatic, you know, and, and thank God that, that this pastor is on a, on, on a um, crusade, if you will, of doing great things. And I'm going to play this little thing for you so you can hear what's really going on, you know, this tragic man really dealing with the foster care system. So amazing. So much, they give so much credit to racism. And I listen, I understand racism. I understand systemic racism. Systemic racism culturally is like anthrax is scientifically. You can't see it, but you breathe it and it kills you. I get all of that. But, but the reality is that if we have to wait until racism goes away or systems change to, to be fair, we will not do anything. I was talking this morning to a pastor in Atlanta who is focused on, you know, the prison pipeline, the prison industrial complex. You know, we all, we all talk about that. Well, what, what I did when people asked me, what are you doing about the prison industrial complex? Well, I'm trying to cut, I'm trying to cut it off for a certain population at the beginning, and that population is the foster care population. Now, we don't talk about this much, but the reality is that there, there, are, there, are, there are a couple hundred thousand black kids in the foster care system, and the foster care system is the primary incubator for the prison system. More children are in, are in foster care that go to prison than kids get killed by white cops. Mm-hmm. So what we did in New Jersey, we started rescuing black foster children from the hospital. We trained 465 black families. They took in 1,440 black children, and we've adopted 300 children, one church. If we had 10 black churches in every state, we could shut down the foster care system and keep those kids from homelessness, drug addiction, and crime. So, but, but I didn't mean, I, 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 let, me, let me stop you on that point, Doctor. I, 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 I want you to finish because I want to throw in this system, when you look at how much money there is, we had, um, we had someone that, uh, on here that, uh, yesterday that was representing the sister, the judge. They had to drag her out of court. And uh, their argument was that the judge, uh, that the, uh, Tracy, I can't remember, her last name is not with me, but Tracy, um, I can look it up. But uh, they, one of the things that they were speaking on is the fact that uh, in Ohio, as, a, as I'm sure it's true in every state, Jersey, everywhere else, there's a, a couple hundred thousand dollars per child per yeah. year that they're making by trafficking. So this is trafficking. Like our children are being trafficked by the thousands. I, and then nobody's talking about it. Can you speak to speak on, keep speaking on that? I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, I, but, I, but I was wondering what your thoughts are on that. But this is an example of, of a problem we have. It is systemic. But if we wait for racism to disappear, we'll all be dead and gone before this whole generation of, of children being warehoused in foster care uh, get addressed. And to, to the financial part of it. A, a child in foster care, of course, is worth a certain amount of money. And the more problems they have, the more emotional defects, the more therapeutic treatment that they have, the more they're worth. So you have, in certain states, you have uh, the privatization of foster care where children are being sent into these institutions. They don't call them jails, but they're pre-jails. And the, the daily rate in the state of Arizona, where we, we, we recruited 39 black churches to start taking their children in from the foster care system. In Arizona, uh, if, you, if you have a house and you put foster 
children in your house. The state of Arizona will pay you $120 a day. A day. $120 a day to house a foster child. And so if you you, you buy a, an apartment building and it's got 10 apartments, you can put four kids in an apartment, you will, you will get 40 times $120 every day from the state of Arizona to take care of a black child. Oh, my gosh. And no, the Urban League doesn't talk about it. NAACP doesn't talk about it. We're not even talking about it. And this is a problem that can be solved. How do you solve it? A black family takes the train, gets licensed, and says, bring that child to me. Now, we used to do it back when we were colored and Negroes. We took in other people's children. And now we're so busy, you know, buying hair from India and buying new eyelashes and, and, and getting rims for our cars. We don't have the capacity to save our own community. So how mad can you get the white people? Uh, 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 for, I mean, it, it's, see, I can only talk to you about this because nobody else is even asking the question. Wow. Again, um, Dr. Flores on the um, Bruce Watkins uh, channel um, talking about the foster home, the importance of the foster home. I'm going to take this quick, quick commercial break, and when I come back, I'm going to deal with this, with this, with this thing that, that uh, President Trump is doing as far as cutting off uh, 3 million uh, families from the um, welfare system. So I'm going to take this break, and I'll be back in just a moment. North Georgia's premier beauty supply and hair care service center is your one-stop shop for all of your beauty needs. PDNK provides natural hair care services for braiding, sewing, and so much more. Give us a call or stop by and see. PDNK Beauty Supply, designed with you in mind. Family-owned and operated, God-driven. Thank you. All right, we're back. And um, again, this is from the uh, NBC um, online webpage, and they're talking about Trump plan. Trump plan failed to note that it could jeopardize free school lunches for 500,000 children. And Democrats, the, the, the Democrats are saying. And before I say anything about uh, President Trump, they all in the same same boat. Democrats, Republicans, they're in the same boat. So the administration failed to include its analysis of how many. School children will be affected by food stamp changes in its formal proposal, according to a lawmaker who was briefed on the figures. And it says here, um, and this was this, this was uh, just last week by uh, Susie Kim, uh, the uh, writer of this um, NBC News uh, piece, and she talks about the, the Trump administration determined that more than a half million children would no longer be automatically eligible for uh, free school meals under a proposed overhaul to food stamp program but left that figure out of his formal proposal, according to House Democrats. The Department of Agriculture wants to crack down on eligibility for food stamp, uh, estimating that 3.1 million Americans would lose benefits under the proposed rule that the agency unveiled on Tuesday. And then the proposal, however, did not include the USDA's own estimate that more than a half a million children would lose automatic, automatic eligibility for free school meals under the proposed change, according to Republican Bobby Scott uh, of, of Virginia, and the Chairhouse Committee on Education and Labor. Under the current law, 
uh, children uh, whose families receive food stamps are automatically enrolled in a federal program that offers a free breakfast and lunch at school. The two, benefit pro the two benefit programs are linked to reduce paperwork and help ensure that children receive all of the food assistance they qualify for. And the agency declined to respond to questions about the rules impact, saying that it cannot provide additional information during the public comment period. And a USDA spokesman told NBC News. And the USDA official explained the impact on free school meals during a phone call which got staff on Monday, but did not mention the issue or its analysis of that effect in a formal rule published the next day, Scott said in a letter sent Friday to Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue. And during the call, the USDA said that 93% of the children affected by the change, more than 465,000 total, would qualify for reduced price meals, according to Scott's staff. Under that program, schools could charge up to 30 cents for each breakfast and 40 cents for each lunch. But families would need to apply individually for assistance, creating paperwork requirements that could lead some qualified children to fall through the cracks, and some families still may not be able to afford the meals, even at a significantly reduced cost. Anti-poverty advocates say some children may continue to receive free school meals through other programs. So Scott believes that the USDA omissions violates federal requirements that all proposed rules include relevant scientific and technical findings. And in his letter, Scott requested that USDA immediately revise his pr proposed rule to include its impact on school meal programs, as well as provide an explanation for the failure to include these findings in its original proposal. The public has 60 days to comment or propose rules after they are published in federal register. And the Trump administration wants to undergo rules that allow states to raise food stamp eligibility requirements, which make it, make it easier for families with high housing and childcare costs, as well as those with savings and other assets to receive assistance. So now they're saying, oh, if you make money, this is what Trump's saying, uh, administration. Now, before it's like you, 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 you had to be poor, not even having a job. Now they want you to have a, a good job. Childcare expenses and a savings account, <laughs> you know, and, and, and now you, you can receive assistance. So, too often, states have misused this flexibility without restraint. This is what Senator Purdue is saying in a statement on Tuesday that that is why we are changing the rules preventing abuse of critical safety net system so those who need food assistance the most are the only ones to receive it. And here's, here's the problem. Senator Purdue was a former governor of Georgia. Again, cotton money, white privilege, slave money. Never earned a damn thing in his life. There are 19 million plus white families that own food stamps. There's 8 million black families that own this SNAP or whatever you can. A little over 6.5 million of Hispanics that own this program. But yet they try to they, they try to fool the public by making it making them think 
if you add if you add Hispanics and blacks together, we still don't don't add up the amount of, of white white Americans that are on food stamps and free and free lunches. This program was created, I think, back in the fifties and sixties, food stamps, and it was it was designed to help white families. And I think it was in the forties, I believe. But, but nevertheless, it, it, it was designed to help white white families. I'm talking about mother and mother and father give a leg up after I think after the World, World War II or, or, or what have you, and 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 many men came back unable to work and so on and so forth. That's what food stamps came about. Sometimes around that area, in that era, but but it was designed to help white families out. Period, point blank. Nobody else. And it's still doing the same thing today. And yet, the, 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 again, when, when you control the law, you can change the law. They are going back, evaluating the, the, the school systems, these mothers, these families, and they're tweaking it. So now, even though they're poor, they're making under $10,000 a year, you still don't even qualify. I just told you again, this is warfare. They're, they are not playing no more. These people are angry. I forgot that sister's name. She wrote a book called White Rage. These people are on fire about their own demise. So they got nothing to lose by taking as many people down as they can. It's not a game, people. And for those those of you uh, black parents are so happy because your child is you live in a good neighborhood and you smiling and you got your 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 black child in there with with, with Becky and, and and Tommy, and Tommy gonna sooner or later come bring a gun and shoot the whole classroom up. Shame on you. Shame on you. They they passed a law just 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 past school year that it, that if you fight now in, in in school I'm talking about public schools any school that's a felony <laughs> that is a felony now fighting in school is a felony it's not a game people these these people are making the laws from 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 local to state to federal government they are making these laws. And they're finding ways to 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 annihilate black people as much as possible because because they've known thousands of years because they've been told this planet was was created for melanin people only. They didn't believe it for a long time because because they've been playing God forever, and now they see the writing on the wall. And now they're in fear of, of, of being uh, uh, like the dinosaurs, distinct. But, it, but no, no matter how much hell you cause, how much race, uh, racial tension you cause, you, you're still leaving. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure the, the dinosaurs panic too. But you're still getting the hell out of here. That's what it brings to you today, man. Uh, you know, and ask that question. Is it time for us to leave these schools, man? It's time. 
It's time to get to get the hell out of these, these schools, create homeschooling, create public schooling. I mean, I mean, African-centered schools. But whatever we, we must do to protect these children and to educate these children and empower these children, just, just, like, just like that article I read to you. Maybe these black owned. I mean, shout out to my my, my brother P. Uh, uh, Press Lane and Diana Lane of PDK Beauty Supply. They, they own their own beauty supply store, and they have three beautiful daughters who they left a legacy for to continue that uh, uh, legacy. They've been in business for nearly twenty years now. Out here, uh, off off of Mansell. I mean, uh, Holcomb Bridge Road, and uh, and, and uh, outside of um, Roswell, Georgia, doing big things. So shout out to them uh, for really empowering their children and, and raising their children uh, the right way. And, and, and shout out to my brother uh, that, that, uh, that had this food truck, Jay's Pizza. His brother has, uh, I think, three kids, I think three boys. And um, they started off selling pizza just, just you know, on the weekends, and then they ended up getting a food truck. And here it is uh, several years, almost 10 years later, and, 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 and it's a huge success. And, and again, a legacy. We've got to stop this this foolishness of, of thinking that, well, if, if my child get a good a good job, then and, and and you know, and people say, look, look, you know, he he he's fine, he's innocent, he's not a thug. If brother, you put brother, you you put on a plaid shirt, or a pink shirt, or a throwback jersey. You you the same nigga they gonna always see. Please believe it, and and, and please stop fooling your damn self uh, of thinking that your status and how you look and, and what you put on will, will get you accepted, because it won't. Foolishness. This is my time is up, man. I hope y'all were inspired by the show. I just want to bring it to you, man, because here it is with all these mass shootings on the eve of back to school. Getting all these young white boys all motivated now to start doing the same thing. Because you know kids copy what they see, they emulate what they, what they see. Let's pray for all these children. For this entire school year and throughout and beyond. Let's pray for healing, love and understanding and peace. As we, see, as we always say in parting, to, to know yourself and to love yourself. And love yourself comes by spending time with God. We thank you. We love you. I'm going to leave you with this brother again, Dr. DeForest uh, Suarez, pastor of a church in New Jersey. Um, and he's talking about unity and us getting our act together. Until next time, peace and God bless. Together and, and, and gave them, you know, marching orders. And, they, and they've already taken off. They're already building wealth and buying property and everything else. And so, you know, I think that that's the future. That the future is building. But I I also want to say uh, that I I have been very disappointed uh, along my career by people who were really in a position to help me uh, on many levels, and they either wouldn't return my phone calls. You know, black people, out of fear, can can be a greater barrier for us than white people out of ignorance.